Welcome back to the highly secure, top secret, soundproof location for another edition of the Spurs Insider Podcast. This week marks the grand, long-awaited return of Tom Ringo Orsborn, who's been out on the road, working a hard day's night, um, getting it done eight days a week, and he is back. Tom, I'm going to ask you this like I have not asked you this already today in a previous podcast that was not recorded what is it like to be back? It's like being in an octopus's garden. Wow. <laughs> He's a real nowhere man. Yeah, the sea. Uh, wait, I, I got to say, though, I thought Bringo's whole purpose was to keep this thing on track, like the, the beat going, yes. the rhythm going. Hey, it hasn't worked out. This is he, George, George Martin's fault. No, it, <laughs> it's usually like steady Ringo. It's, this is more like a drunken Keith Moon. This is a production Fort, issue. We have Tom Warsborn back. We have Jeff McDonald, Spurs beat writer, Nick Talbot's sports editor of the Express News, and I'm your host, Mike Finger. We are taping this shortly after a, another breakthrough victory for the Spurs against the Utah Jazz at the AT&T Center, restoring hope uh, across the city in the secure location that this is a playoff team again as it heads into what is always every year and will be again a pivotal rodeo road trip. Tom Orsborn what do you think of the state of the Spurs these days, and has uh, hope been restored after that victory over the Jazz? Uh, with this team, hope is never, you know, hope can be shattered in an instant. Correct. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a make-or-break road trip, as it's been written by Jeff, The probably the most important uh, rodeo road trip in franchise history. And they've got two, two sets of back-to-backs on this trip. And then you have the question about whether LaMarcus Aldridge will even be there for the start of it with his uh, sprained thumb, mysterious sprained thumb. Pop, pop. I think they're fine. <laughs> with all th- that I've, said. I've, I've been thinking about it. I think they're fine. This is much different than the previous untaped podcast that we had in the secure location earlier where Jeff predicted doom and gloom and the end of basketball as we know that it. That doesn't sound like me. <laughs> yeah, you are usually optimistic. Very optimistic with the polar pop and... Tom, uh, I'm going to need another one of those. I drank the old Polar Pop during the previous two tapings. Tom's low on his mauve, mauve fuchsia uh, uh, coffee cup there. Hey, did, salmon. Did, did, salmon colored. Salmon colored. Salmon, that's right. Did you brew it yourself? I did. Uh, here at the Express News. With, what? Uh, with the, with the, <laughs> this uh, is the first time I'm hearing this story. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying that here at the, here at the secure location. <gasps> oh, 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 well. Now we have to do a fourth one. <laughs> Express News is a big campus. <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. it's figurative. Sprawling. As we mentioned on the previous podcast, the, the Google Maps does not, we've made sure that the Google Maps does not have access to our location during this. So, and, and, and Tom, when Tom said Express News, he meant it in a figurative sense, because yes. everywhere that we go yeah. is it's the Express, Express News. Right. Yes, yes. Yes. Whenever, so, whenever three of, two or more of us are gathered together, it is the Express News. It is the Express News. Um, Tom got a big scoop last night. Talking to Pop pregame when you asked uh, when Lamarcus will return, can you can you let us know what Pop said then? When he plays, he plays. When he that, plays, that sums he it plays. Up. Yeah. That, in Chicago, I got the big scoop on Lamarcus when I asked uh, what's wrong with Lamarcus, and he said, or uh, uh, what can you tell us about Lamarcus's wrist? And Pop said uh, he's unavailable. Well, you he's in San Antonio. His, you should have asked about his thumb. And then he or his thumb, sorry. And then he said, then Pop said, but I don't know about the ligaments and veins and all that. That's pretty good. So, you know. When he plays, he plays. Wherever you go, there you are. 
And wherever the Spurs go, they are, at least this season, kind of on the fringe of the playoff race. And to start a conversation that we have not had yet today, wink, wink, um, what, what, is, what is the state of that race for the eighth spot? And uh, as it stands, heading into a pivotal eight-game rodeo road trip. Okay, as I have not said yet, they need to win some games on this rodeo road trip. Like, they can't stand to get whitewashed or this thing is over. The what is the benchmark number of wins? That uh, you multiple, would, multiple, meaning more than one. More than one. In, in an earlier version of this podcast, Jeff said that zero victories on the road trip would be unacceptable and would be an omen of great, great misfortune on this entire community. If if that would happen, it would be the end of, of basketball life as we know it. There's no way they could come back from an zero and eight. One and seven, he wasn't very happy about, but two and six might be fine. I think if you look at it, like, they would be doing well, if you just look at the schedule, they'd be doing well to win three of those games. Mm -hmm. And even if they do win three of those games, like, you could still be, what, ten games under, 500 by the time you get back from that thing. Mm -hmm. Which is, I don't think you recover from that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I just, when you're ten games under 500, uh, in mid-February, I just don't think you recover from that and make the playoffs. Nick Talbot, who approves our expense reports, are you budgeting <laughs> for Spurs playoff series against the Lakers in late April? No, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think it, it's gonna get done. I think this road trip could end it, but that's that's looking at the Chicago game and every other game. They always defy our expectations, and that's kind of the problem. Like last night, I was talking to Jeff before the game. He's like, oh, Utah, they just lost this big game to Chicago. Now they're going to lose to Utah. And I was like, nah, they're going to win this one. Are you going to use and that money to send Jeff to the draft lottery? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Je Jeff was kind of excited. We haven't done it. There, it's been 23 years since someone from the Express News has covered a draft lottery. I'm going to ask if they'll let me pull the ping pong balls. That would be so fun. You should freeze the envelopes. Freeze the envelopes. Freeze the envelopes. <laughs> As mentioned on a, an unrecorded version of the discussion in here, there, the, the analytics base sites, the, the computer projections still... Nerds. They're nerds. Okay. They're just just say nerds. They make more money than you do. Sure. Um, they, still so have the, Billy they still have the Spurs as not the favorites against the field, but the favorites um, in terms of plurality of the percentage... 30, 30, 36%, 38% on basketball reference, ESPN BPI to get that eight spot uh, slightly ahead of the Memphis Grizzlies who've been playing really, really well and look like a really fun team to, to cover and watch recently, uh, and the Portland Trailblazers and the resurgent uh, New Orleans Pelicans. All, uh, the Grizzlies' strength of schedule is the toughest of that group. You figure they might come back a little bit. Um, the Spurs have incentive to make the playoffs. As Ringo mentioned earlier in an unrecorded version of this, they the Spurs have lots of veterans who want to make the playoffs, and I think that's a that's an important thing for them. And as as we talked about, I think it's a positive thing just for the Spurs to shoot for because why not? Yeah, it was, it was very JFK esque right there. Yeah. Yeah. Why, 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 do we, why do we gun for the eighth seed? Not because it's easy, but because it's hard. Exactly. <laughs> why does That's it... a great marketing slogan. <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, but, but, yeah. Jeff, when Jeff is the member of the Spurs media that always has to tie everything to JFK, and I, and I appreciate that about <laughs> That is it. not correct. But, anyway. <laughs> no, but I, I, I think... Speaking of JFK... <laughs> okay. 
They played Dallas at home oh, after this gosh, road trip. That's, that's the first game of the three-game road trip. Right, or the first, the three-game. I mean, three-game homestand is Dallas. So you're, we're, that's a we're looking. Segue. Yeah, we're looking <laughs> that's a crazy exactly, segue. and it and it was intended. But you, we look at the road trip, which is <laughs> grueling. Then you come home and you play Dallas. It's not exactly a, a easy homecoming. Um, it it should be pointed out though that if they just weather through this and and keep within striking distance of whoever's in that eight seed, probably Memphis, that after that Dallas game and, and the final month of the season, things do kind of level out. I mean, it's it, nothing on our Western Conference schedule is is a cakewalk, but they will have a chance to make up some ground at the end if they're still kind of engaged and and not crestfallen at the at the end of the and world. And going back to what you said earlier, it's worth if if the playoffs are there for the taking, it's worth trying to take them because oh. you don't know when you're going to have that opportunity again. You really don't. The the streak is cool. Exactly. Sure. And and people make fun of it like, "Oh, how the mighty Spurs have fallen to just caring about the 8 seed." Like they have been in the postseason longer than any franchise in major American professional sports. They've and been, why not keep that they've going? They've been in, they've been in the playoffs more consecutive years than Lonnie Walker has been alive. Right. So why not keep it around? And and like a Spurs-Lakers first-round playoff series would be fun. It probably will be one-sided. But, you know, wh- why not Why not give that to your fans? Give that to people to watch. People enjoy that. The Spurs need it, by the way, for budgetary reasons. Ownership agrees <laughs> yes, with yes, all yes, of the above. Yes, well, yes. The, the flip side is that if you come in 10th in the Western Conference, you could clearly get the first seed in the, uh, the first uh, draft pick. Which is... Not he's being sarcastic yes. there. That's the other argue, That's the other anti-tank argument is there is no point to finishing ninth or tenth in the West because that only improves your your odds of getting an elite player by minuscule percentages. I mean, if you're not last, then don't bother. And isn't tanking. there a benefit for the growth and development of Absolutely. your Derek Whites, your Lonnie Walkers, your Dejounte Murrays? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, unless you're looking at the, one of the top five picks, it's never. I don't think it's ever worth it to tank because if you're looking at 14, 15, well, there's very minimal difference, and there's a good chance you're going to get your guy anyway. Mm-hmm. We we have discussed this also um, today. There was a lot that went unrecorded. For hey, some you reason. got my like two best takes, and now I'm you down did. to like I'm just bored. The looking at the future of this team, uh, that we're recording this before we're hopefully recording this. <laughs> Be, Did you check before? The, I'm, I'm looking again. The, it's the, still going. What was the technical term for that? A gizmo? Uh, dirty data. I heard dirty, today. <laughs> done dirt cheap. Um, That's the problem. It's cheap. Nah, go ahead. Thursday afternoon, evening after this, we leave this secure location. The NBA will announce All Star reserves. DeMar DeRozan is really the Spurs' only shot to to secure one of those spots and continue the longest streak in the NBA. They've had an all-star every year since 1997. Um, He's he's probably an underdog to get that spot. He's had a heck of a couple of months, including 38 points against the Jazz. Um, Really has carried the team for stretches and and has improved since LaMarcus Aldridge started shooting three-pointers. If he doesn't get that selection, or even if he does, we were discussing earlier, um, wh- who the next Spurs All-Star will be. And I, I have a feeling that it might not be anybody on this roster. That That's kind of the, the issue facing this team in transition as it goes from you know the big three to this LaMarcus-DeMar middle period to what's next. It's, it's kind of unclear where that next franchise cornerstone type of guy is coming from, and this is not meant as a slight towards... Lonnie Walker or DeJounte Murray or 
Derek White, but Jeff, you were pointing out earlier that as well as they play, they're just they're they're not quite on the verge of all stardom yet. Right, as we mentioned, there's a lot of there's a lot of really good all star caliber players that it takes them a long time to actually make the all star team. When you think about how long it took Damian Lillard to mm-hmm. actually get on an all star team, uh, maybe Devin Booker makes it for the first time this year, but he, you know he's put up some just phenomenal seasons that have not resulted in all star. Mm-hmm. Okay, like it's not good enough just to be a decent starter or a good role player or exceed draft expectations to make an all-star team which is how I would describe those three guys can they can they is do they have the potential to improve to that probably but I don't I don't That's, see it happening in the near term yeah, I think Derek would much rather get the uh, uh, win the uh, blocks competition with there, you go. <laughs> there you go there you go to broach a new subject that hasn't been mentioned in the, Ooh, in the soundproof I'm, room today I'm, I'm I have a question Interested. for I have a question for the the everyone in the secure location. Of those three, who is going to finish with the best NBA career? Derek White, Dejounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, the fourth. Oh, I don't know. What I was going to ask you when the uh, other uh, thing went off is of those three right now, who would you say is the best basketball player? Um, I think the answer is pretty obvious. In February of twenty twenty. Yeah. Not, I think that's 100% Derek White. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Derek yeah. White. Hand, yeah. Yeah. Not hands down, but yes, absolutely. And I think he has the longest career, too. I'll just for answer that question. Lonnie like it's hard, the... it's hard for me to project the future because I don't know. Like, uh, right. Lonnie's wildly athletic, and if he can harness some of that and add some other skills, mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you can see him becoming a very, very good player. But, I mean, at this point, the best basketball player of that bunch is Derek White. To speak in scouting terminology... I think Derek has the highest floor, right, and probably the lowest ceiling, right. And that's neither one of those is meant to be disparaging to anybody. But I think Derek is. If you told me one of them is going to become a perennial All Star, I think Derek is the least likely of that right. group to do that, just yes. because he kind of is what he is, which yes. is good and great for where he was picked in the draft. I don't think he has that next ultra level to become something, right outrageously great where DeJounte and Lana you can see in that the athleticism and some of the skills that they do and the, and and just the physical gifts that they have that maybe if something clicks that could come together I think it's just less likely I think the Spurs staff would uh, would describe it the exact same way many of our listeners of course would say Lonnie once he gets a new coach oh, he will geez. he will become a hall of famer geez. <laughs> What did we say last night up there in the nosebleeds when we were watching that game? Like, you, Lonnie is very athletic, but right now he's okay. Yeah. yeah, he's an okay player. Yes, and this—I'm not even trying to be controversial at all or no. dis- dismissive to anybody's opinions. But the more Lonnie plays, and it's good that he's playing more. Right. It's great that he's playing more. That's they—they they need to play him. But the more he plays, the more you can kind of see reasons why he wasn't playing before. Right. Right. There, right, there, right. Are, there are definite weaknesses in his game. Yeah. Right. And 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 some Which of it is fine. Like and, and it should be. Sure, sure, should be. But it's it's not. It's not like he came in, got more minutes, and made Pop look a fool for not playing him before. There's there's been times when mm-hmm. you know he makes great moves and doesn't quite finish. Right. He's he's very athletic and and has more athleticism than a lot of players we've seen on this team. He's just athletic enough to get a great look that he misses a right. lot of times. And on the defensive end, I think he's better in one-on-one situations mm-hmm. where it's like my my game against yours. I'm going to shut you down. Uh-huh. But he has some lapses in the team mm-hmm. defensive part of it. And that's the surefire way to not get minutes. And that's yeah. why 
I mean, people have told us this, that the, that the defense part of it is something that he had been working on all year. That's what Pop wanted to see him improve. That's what the entire staff wanted to see him improve. And it's not all the way there yet. Is he a better defender than Marco Bellinelli? Sure. I hear the people listening saying, oh, his defense is, is suspect, and yet you're still playing Marco Bellinelli? Well, you know, well, there's, there's just things that he can improve. A lot on. of the people listening think Lonnie Walker should be starting. Instead of Brent Forbes, and we did this last week. I'd have no. I'm, I'm not going to get worked up over um, that one or the other. That, that'd be fine, sure. But I, I, I just don't. What's become evident over the course of this stretch where Lonnie's played more is he's not the Messiah. Like he's not the the answer to everything. And if he starts, sure, that'd be that'd be a fine move. I have no problem with starting Lonnie instead of Brent Forbes. What do you What do you think of this idea that yes, he's making mistakes or makes mistakes or is learning? He needs to, but you need to leave him on the floor to learn it on the floor. Let him play through mistakes. There are, there are. What do you think well, about that idea? We, that would we, be another argument you would get. We come full circle to talking about why they want to make the playoffs, why it's yeah. so important. That kind of overrides everything, I guess. You know, you want you want the best guys on the floor, best combinations that will get them back to the playoffs. I think there's 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 validity to the idea that more time on the floor. To, to make mistakes and succeed can help. I think there's also validity to the idea that just letting someone play um, without any restrictions, without any oversight, can be counterproductive. There can be lessons learned in, hey, sit your butt down, you just let that guy go past you, or you right. missed a rotation or whatever. Like there's, I, 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 don't, I don't think there's anything to be outraged about either way. I'd be fine with him starting, if I'm a Spurs yeah, fan. Yeah, I, I, I'm fine with the, him being used the way he is now. As we as we discussed last night or last week, you can understand why they haven't made that move though. Right. Yeah, right. And I think for all the people that want Lonnie Walker starting over, I think none of us know as much as Pop does, and he's proved over the years that we're all kind of idiots and we're just talking in the nonsense. Mm-hmm. That if the Spurs just follow what they do, they develop players better than any team in the league, and we should really just trust in that if they're going to build a player they're going to build a player I'm, I'm not to like deferring to authority on everything like clearly coaches aren't infallible pop isn't infallible but yeah he's he, he's earned a benefit of the doubt jeff is motioning that his polar pop is running on empty he's we need the waitress we need some two. we need some supplies if anyone can find the secure location <laughs> airdrop a don't polar even, pop and some fresh coffee don't for even Tom, try to find Ringo the secure Star. location it's impossible to find um Jeff mentioned last night in his um, in his answer to the previous question, and he 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 meant last week. But last night he was involved in a bit of a argument um, upstairs, and then in the in the in the parking lot as we left the AT and T Center about something that he just realized. Apparently, and there was that- there was this like uh, disingenuous jerk, like just <laughs> tw- like repeating like. Like misrepresenting my arguments back to me uh-huh. and stuff, like it was really disingenuous. Pretty good-looking, dis- disingenuous jerk. Uh, just a just a classy, classy guy uh, that was repeating arguments. That okay. So let's take it back to November of t- 2019. We're on the road. Two members of the Express News, because two members of the Express News are together. The Express News was in Philadelphia, <laughs> and at that, at that, on that trip. <laughs> This, this this gentleman that Jeff accuses of being disingenuous was trying to make a point 
that, hey, the Spurs maybe, maybe should think about exploring the DeMar DeRozan trade market. <laughs> that because the, there's, there's a chance they might not make the playoffs this year and that teams might want this guy and it might, it might serve them to at least explore. I'm not saying they, they need to do it, but they, they should explore the idea. And, and Jeff McDonald was so dismissive of this idea in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in November 2019. Oh, he, the- says, he says, A, nobody wants DeMar DeRozan. B, the Spurs will never trade DeMar DeRozan. C, shut up, Mike Finger. You don't know what you're talking about. Why are you wasting my time even exploring this idea? Like the, the whole idea of this seems the preposterous. Only, the only part of that that is true is the, the, third, the third thing because that's just my knee-jerk reaction to you. Was to tell me to shut up. Yes. But... I agreed with all that stuff. You agreed? And I've, I've agreed to that on this podcast back in November 2019 or wherever. Just got, of course you should explore that. So Jeff you should Mc, always be exploring so that. So Jeff McDonald shows up to the AT&T but Center yesterday. But gloss over the part where you misrepresented my entire argument. Jeff McDonald shows up lying. to the AT&T this Center. This is all fake news. I'm going to leave. Dirty data. He, he shows up yesterday and he's, he, he says, there's no way that the Spurs can allow DeMar DeRozan... It's like he just discovered this yesterday, that there's a chance that the Spurs might not make the playoffs and DeMar DeRozan could opt out and that it would be this egregious crime if they missed the playoffs and DeMar DeRozan is still on the team. And I'm wondering just what made this click. We had a whole we had a whole discussion on this podcast at some point where the trade deadline is sort of... Um, ill-timed when you're trying to make that decision because you're going to want to see how you get through that rodeo trip and if you're still alive in the playoff race after that rodeo trip um, before you make those decisions but you can't because it comes two games into that rodeo trip Um, so to me that meant the that that meant the games leading into that rodeo trip are very very important as far as that decision making goes why let me ask you something genuinely why did it seem so much more um, urgent for you Heading into yesterday's game, well, they because they had lost three games in a row and they had lost to Chicago and they were playing Utah, mm-hmm. and and like if you go into that the rodeo trip on a five game losing, like you're done, like you know you're done, mm-hmm. you know you're done, and if you know you're done, that's when you really have to seriously consider mm-hmm. building for the future. My point is that we can bring Tom and Tom and Nick are kind of rolling their eyes at all this. They're just watching us. I'm going to label this podcast the Jeff and Mike Finger Fight <laughs> Podcast. Were you uh, in Philadelphia? Were you? This is after the game. Um, yes. Were you headed for the SEPTA? The, the uh, <laughs> I think it might have been after, or, or after we got Ubering? from the SEPTA to the. Yeah. We, we took the. I SEPTA. love the SEPTA. The SEPTA is great. We need a yeah. SEPTA in San Antonio. Yeah. We, we we could do a podcast about. Uh, uh, modes of transportation in NBA cities. I love the SEPTA, but the the. I guess the question related to this is, and this was brought up above the the the, the court yesterday. Jeff seemed to maintain that it is more likely now that with Demar playing great and the Spurs uh-huh. fading, that the Spurs trade Demar Derozan. I think it's less likely. I think it's. I think there's absolutely. Close to zero chance that DeMar DeRozan if, gets moved before the trade if deadline. You were, well, I, I agree with that, too. If you were to recall the, the conversation correctly, <laughs> what I was saying was, even if they want to move him, there's not a whole lot of deals that make sense where the math adds up that are 
trade legal, uh-huh. that the team wants DeMar and the Spurs are getting back something for DeMar that helps them build for the future. There's not, a, I mean, I'm I'm not a fantasy basketball genius. I'm not an NBA GM. What kind of genius are you? Uh, I'm, I'm a genius at uh, Diet Coke. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, um, see, I lost my train of thought. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, it's not likely they're going to trade DeMar DeRozan because even if they wanted to, it's hard to do. Is this... I'm just saying it's... it's it's If if you get... If, if you're at the trade deadline knowing we're not making the playoffs, like, you have to... Or that it would take, be nice to be able to do that, but or, I don't think that they would. Or that take going zero and three in the next three games because there's only three games before the trade deadline. Right. I think that's the that's the problem, right? Right. This the, I think the buy one for for the aggregators out there. There's actually absolutely no reports that the Spurs are shopping Demar Derozan. There there is no we have no intel that this is even being considered. I think it's like I said earlier, close to 100 percent that he remains on the team. They want him here, sure, um, but. Um, to follow up on on your rationale for all this, like even if they lose the next three games, they lose to Charlotte on Saturday and then the first two games in Los Angeles, and then that the trade deadline is the afternoon of the Portland game. Even if their hopes of making the playoffs at that point are ten percent, right now they're thirty six according to the numbers guys. Like they're still not going to bail on it. I, 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 yeah, I just think and I was right. talking more in terms of what they probably should do and not yeah. what will happen. No, the best thing for them is that DeMar DeRozan opts in at the end of the season with the expectation that he'll get traded and that team that he'll get traded to will give him an extension. That's probably the th- best for both parties, all parties involved. Or a opt-out sign-and-trade kind of yes. thing. That's, but that's a lot. I won't say that's best case, but it's it's among the candidates for best best case. It's just depending on whether on, on, on what other options the Spurs yeah. have. If they, the miss the, if they miss the playoffs, I think that's the best case. Because then okay. you just have to look at things and um, rebuild. Before we wrap this up, the, the eight-game rodeo trip that we've been referencing throughout this trip, I, wanted, I want four on-the-record predictions for, for, for how that goes in terms of number of wins. Tom, Ringo, Orsborn. Well, this, te- this team's hugely unpredictable, so I'm uh-huh. not gonna I'm not gonna doom and gloom and say they're not gonna win a game or go, uh-huh. you know, two and six. I, you know, we don't know the schedule. I don't know what these. We know the schedule. I, no, I'm saying I don't know what teams are playing back to backs that they're opposing or what their injury situations are. So, I think they're gonna do better than than we think. Three. Three. Yeah, maybe north of three. North of three, yeah. a four and four road trip would yeah. be a hugely successful yeah. road trip. That would be that'd be really amazing. Yeah, Ringo, you better, you better not trade tomorrow if you go four and four. Ringo, um, you know the the yellow submarine is just a positive, <laughs> optimistic outlook. Yeah. yeah. Jeff, do you see four and four? Yeah, I don't, I don't like to do predictions. Just the, how about I predict how many chicken wings I'm going to eat in the, on the ten days I'm on the road? I think it's going to be north of four. That, w- that would be that's, that's <laughs> disturbing. Or north, north of fifty. Um, I, I don't like. I don't know. I'll give them three. Three, Nick Talbot. Well, let's see. And I feel like I'm being optimistic. You have yeah. the Clippers and the Lakers. Uh-huh. Probably not winning either of those. Portland's playing well again, by the way. Uh-huh. Portland's playing well again, but that could be one win. Mm-hmm. Could be. <laughs> Kings. Give them maybe, maybe. That's the most one. The Nuggets the probably not. Then they're back to back. The back to back. You get. I'm. Maybe it's tough. 
It's, it's a tough. tough but it's a t- it's a really tough trip. I won't hold y'all to predictions, but four and four would be a right. a smashing success. Yeah, for I, this team. I think there's a better chance they lose every game than go four and four. I might. No, they won't lose every game. This team. I think there's a better chance they go zero and eight than they go four and four. I am not. You're probably right. I'm not I'm disputing just, that out of hand. I'm just saying, you know, just they're so ass. unpredictable. We'll, we'll need the nerds to get the numbers they're, for us on that one. They're but. so unpredictable. They they obviously get up for better teams. They I do. Mean, they really. They do. Yeah. They're also an atrocious road team. Yeah. Just atrocious. Yeah. They have had. They have pulled out a couple of. They've been better of late, but I don't trust them on the road. If they get three wins and and Memphis doesn't pull away and go eight and zero, like I think I, it's a, it's very successful. I wouldn't yeah. trust them on the road against Washington. Like the Wizards or the Generals. That's the Generals, huh? That's bits. Okay. I, w- I would I would say if you offered them three and five right now, they'd probably take it. Sure. Yes. And absolutely. and again, I, as as much as as Jeff says, they could come back completely out of it. I think that if you know two two wins, they're probably at least within striking distance. They're 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 going to finish easier, you know. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Got some train options, Denver and Salt Lake City, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Both, I, w- I won't both be with you there. Both very efficient. I yeah. won't be with you there, but that that oh, train yeah. from yeah. Denver is, is yeah. uh, you know, it's like crossing the tra- transcontinental divide. It's yeah. so long from the airport to the, to downtown. I enjoyed that place. In Utah, is Salt Lake City virtually free? Uh, well, have we have a train in Portland as well. You mean what? That's true. Portland, more of a people mover. Oh, you're talking Portland. about that? Yeah, yeah. You have a. Yeah, so that should be good. That, that's good. Good travel trip. We'll see how the Spurs the spur survive as well as the Express News does. Go green. Um, <laughs> we, we will try to get back together to form an Express News group uh, in the secure location, which is still highly top secret and soundproof. And do not try to find it. Like, don't even try. Um, it's sort you, of like the, the lost ark. Exactly. It will, it will melt your face. Yeah, so, so all you people trying to find the secure location, just give up. Wait for the next Spurs Insider podcast, which should be coming at some point during or towards the end of this, the rodeo road trip. Until then, we appreciate y'all listening. Take care of each other and keep it real. <laughs>